living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are back. It is episode five. Uh, We're very excited to, to have you all back on the show. Broadcasting live on YouTube and Twitch right now, and uh, we are really grateful to be here for yet another week. Sorry we missed you guys last week. Little, um, our guest last week um, was unable to come. Uh, uh, it was Andy Hop was going to be here. Con on the Cob is this week uh, down uh, here in Richfield, Ohio, literally right up the street from my house. And uh, he was going to come in and talk to us about it, but uh, had some uh, family emergencies arise. And then, you know, obviously he's prepping for the con. So he just wasn't able to make it. But uh, um, I was able to get out to Con on the Cob this week. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that in just a minute. But uh, before we do, I want to bring on um, my co-host, uh, in one second, let me bring him up. Here he is. There's Utah. Welcome. Oh, oh, oh. greetings, program. What do you have now? I'm sorry, <laughs> I was a different taking... toy every week. Like I, we were just talking before the show started why we don't have any money and uh, or, it's or because budget I, for the I, show is uh, we buy too many of these things. We buy too many. This is my this is my Optimus Prime plush. That's pretty awesome, though. I gotta say, and it was uh, it was the anniversary recently for the original Transformers movie. Yes. 30, yes, it was. Uh, 35? Is that right? 35 years. Yeah, 80, <laughs> 1985. I don't so, want to admit yeah. that that was how long ago. No, 86, 86. 86. Anyway, yeah. He's very soft and cuddly. That's awesome. I do I do enjoy that. Where did you get that? Uh, it was a San Diego Comic-Con thing. Okay. Is it like a Funko yeah. Pop style, or is it just a, uh, sort, a different sort style? Sort of. I mean, so it's, it's not just, that brand. It, like a it's not the brand. No, gotcha. it's, 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 it's made by, oh, who is it made by? Symbiote Studios. Uh, and they do a lot of plush uh, versions of of various uh, franchises. And uh, this year happens to be uh, Transformers. Yeah, I actually, uh, I remember when this first dropped, I sent the link over to our friend Mike Mayhack. Oh, yeah. Because he's a big Transformers <laughs> yeah, guy. Pretty much, yeah. He's named yeah, his kids he, after Transformers. So. <laughs> Bumblebee, like Megatron. Super, no, it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a big fan. So he was excited about this too. I don't know if he, I don't know if he actually got one, but he was, yeah. he was pretty stoked about it. You may so. notice that we're one co-host short uh, tonight because oh. Aaliyah could not be with us tonight. What's up with that? That's right, <laughs> Aaliyah could not be here. Um, and she's we had not, to, she is not amused. That's no, she's not amused about being here. But she's ha- she's moving, <laughs> so uh, she's uh, busy. Good luck to her. She's moving into a new apartment her. and whatever. And she just had happy a birthday, birthday to her too. Uh, just a couple days ago. So happy birthday to Aaliyah. Uh, we uh, we miss you uh, on the show, but we'll uh, be looking forward to having you back. Is she able to drive yet? Is she able to drive? What do you mean? Yeah. Is she old enough to get a license yet? Or? Yeah, she's not that young. <laughs> oh. So wait, now, uh, we're doing, oh, now we're doing young jokes about Aaliyah so instead of old jokes <laughs> right. about Because she's not here. She can't defend herself. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Oh, can she vote? Can she vote? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so I went to Con and the Cobb uh, and uh, it was really How was cool. it? Oh my gosh, it was really fun. So I didn't have a chance to go the whole time. Um, I really only, you know, uh, it's our conference season at my regular job, my full-time job. So we were doing live productions on Thursday. You have a regular Um, job? I do. And uh, (laughs) uh, doing a lot of, 
uh, different things for that. So that kept me busy. Couldn't make it. But uh, yesterday I tried to get out there for a little bit. A uh, good friend of the show, Chris Fury uh, from mm. Blurred's Eye View, was yeah. uh, doing a panel there um, uh, about cool. POC in uh, the geek community. And so Excellent. I had to go out and, and support him. And it was a good panel. Good uh, guys. And oh, my gosh, I ran in, uh, or met in that panel a uh, couple of um, nerdcore hip hop uh, artists, Mark Cooper oh, nice. and Juice Lee. Um, th- they're like, in, they're not like uh, partnered up. Group, they're, but they're two individual right, right, nerdcore right, right. yes. <laughs> hip hop artists. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, oh my gosh, I've listened to them since then, and they're amazing. And they also both were very excited about coming on the show. So they're going to come excellent in a future episode. Um, we're just getting them booked uh, right now. In fact, um, Juice Lee actually has his own comic book series called Scrap. Yes. He is a writer, um, and he signed it to World Gone Geek, which is awesome. That's uh, awesome. His first one. Um, I just finished reading it before the show, that first one. I haven't read the second one yet, but it's good. It's really awesome. So you should check that Very out. Cool. Uh, it's an MPC Comics. Uh, when they when he comes on the show, we'll actually put a link in the in the show notes and all that and talk more about it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Did you see Andy? Did you see Andy at all? I didn't see Andy. I was so (laughs) mad. So Andy was our guest Is he avoiding us? I I think he is. He must be, right? Because I told him I was coming and he's nowhere to be found. No, he's obviously obviously super busy as the Supreme Overlord of Khan and the Cobb and Odd Mall and all those things. Yes, absolutely. I did not get a chance to see him. So Andy, if you see this later, uh, I missed you, man. It was awesome to uh, check out. Hey, call us. Yeah, yeah, we have to get you on the show, uh, and we'll talk about an odd mall that's coming up. Um, but tonight, we got a template and everything. That's true. We do. I just <laughs> changed the date and title. Just change the date. Um, and put it in there. Yeah. Um, tonight, though, we have a great guest for, on the show. Uh, as as you guys know, we. Um, are all about the motto that everyone is a geek about something, right? So a lot of people, when they think geeks, they think Star Trek or Star Wars or uh, comic books or Transformers. Something sci-fi. And if whatever, you look yeah. at behind Utah, I mentioned all the things that are <laughs> behind. <laughs> um, that's what you think about, right? And um, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? We own that. Because I, I'm, all I'm not helping, am I? <laughs> no. Um, I'm all. I mean, look, I've got a Fallout helmet uh, uh, behind me. I don't know if you can see behind my with my mic. I mean, we've got the geek stuff going. We we rep. Uh, I've got these. I have musical instruments. Come on. Yeah. But everyone is a geek about something. You might have a sports geek, music geek, whatever. We want to celebrate uh, what people are passionate about, the things that they geek out about, whatever that is. Um, And uh, a lot of our fans and some of my uh, our good friends are absolute music geeks. They love uh, rock and they love music and. uh, we have a, a musician and metal artist, composer, vocalist, you name it. He is all of those things uh, with us tonight. His name Rocky Kramer. And uh, we're going to just play a brief little snippet of one of his music videos. We're not going to play the whole thing. You're going to have to check that out for yourself on YouTube. Um, but as we bring him on, uh, we're going to play this for you. So let's check it out. Let me bring it into the stream. Let me get rid of us so they can see it. Shenanigans and just screwing around. 
time to put on your thinking caps. Mr. Kramer, sit down. Hey! talking about beforehand how nostalgic that uh, made me feel that that was like when MTV was still cool remember like that just totally <laughs> took me back to like when uh, when they played music videos when instead they did, of the reality right? shows <laughs> that they do now yeah so please welcome to the show Rocky Kramer welcome to the show Rocky thank you hello fellow humans <laughs> Rocky Rocky and yeah. not in animated form in real life human form that's, That's right. right. In uh, in Norwegian form. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it must be cool to have a name like Rocky because there's a chant built in already for you, like that everybody knows, right? Everybody knows the rock. It's a chant for Rocky, and so. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's what it's all about. You want a name that people can chant. There you go. Absolutely. Right. All right, man. Well, welcome to the show. Um, really enjoy uh, you. your music. Um, but I want to talk about your story. I want to talk about like why uh, you kind of got into this, why this is a passion for you, why you geek out about this, um, and kind of uh, some of those types of things. So tell us your story. Tell us kind of when did this start for you? When was your first introduction to music? Ooh. Um so I'm from Norway, first of all. I'm from uh, uh, the third largest city of Norway, which is uh, Trondheim. And uh, it's maybe about, or back then it was about 150,000. I think it's about 2,000 now. Not 2,000. 150,000 <laughs> now, it's about 200,000. There we go. Where did everybody go? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody and, left. Uh, so it's a small place, but it's kind of a rocking place. And uh, there's, there's a symphony orchestra there. And uh, my father was the first violinist in it. Wow. So... That's kind of how I started on the violin. And uh, my mother, who unfortunately passed away when I was five, she was a piano teacher. She was sang in a choir. That's how she met my father. So that's kind of, that, that, that was the very beginning was just, uh, there was music in the house and there was classical music, not rock and roll. That's something that, uh, that was, I was, uh, uh, what should I say, poisoned by my neighbors uh, with the, the rock and roll bug. Yeah, and uh, uh, that, uh, that, that's uh, yeah. Uh, so I started with the classical. I started on the violin and uh, played violin for a long time, about seven years, I think, and uh, uh, basically from seven to fourteen, fifteen, and then uh, picked up the guitar when I was about ten or eleven, and uh, realized that that's my passion. That's what I wanted to do, and started playing guitar every day after school. You know, for three or four hours. You know. You know, why do your homework when you can play guitar? <laughs> when you can play music, uh, you know. Sure. So uh, that's just how I started out, and uh, the, one of the first things I did was uh, start a band. Uh, you know, I'm like 11 or 12. You know, playing <laughs> playing a band is like it's like this is cooler than uh, playing 
you know, Vivaldi or something. I don't know. I love Vivaldi. Don't get me wrong. I mean, sure. I, I love I love that stuff. But uh, uh, I just fell in love with the sound of, of an electric guitar. I love that distortion uh, and uh, just uh, which kind of in some ways it kind of sounds like a violin in a way. It's, it's just uh, yeah. It's just like it's a great sound. I love it. It's it's, it's and uh, you can do things with an electric guitar that you can't do with an acoustic instrument. So that's maybe why I enjoyed it so much. Nope. But uh, I think it was just it was just all that uh, music that kind of got me going. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was in your DNA with uh, your parents being uh, obviously uh, very musically talented as well. But tell me, when you're 11 and you're starting this band and you're learning the electric guitar, who were your influences at this time? Like, who were you listening to? What what were some of the musicians that were kind of inspiring you at that time? Well, uh, if we're gonna talk about you know you know geeky stuff, I'm I'm a very very huge Kiss fan. Like I'm I'm nice. I know I generally know more about Kiss than I know about myself, <laughs> and uh, I might know more about Kiss than Gene Simmons knows about Kiss. So it, it's uh, it's it's it, that was always like that was my first real like my first favorite band, and nice. uh, that's how I started. And uh, of course, I was listening to Pink Floyd and the Beatles and a lot of the British music and. Uh, uh, some heavier stuff like Iron Maiden and Metallica, and you know, I mean, I've, I've been through sort of all those li- those various phases and Ozzy Osbourne, and kind of trying to figure out why, you know, there's all that all the the, the Satan stuff, and it's like what, you know, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but he's like he's wearing a cross, it's like he's a Christian, but he's singing about uh, Satan stuff, and it's like right. okay, uh, uh, you know, okay, I, I don't understand it, but you know, he can do whatever he wants, but it sounds cool though, right? Um, right. So. But yeah, I don't think Floyd was a big one, uh, definitely because of uh, just how the music is is written and composed. A lot of it uh, takes advantage of synthesizers, and they're using sometimes it's just like a very long chord, and the chord is just kind of just almost uh, puts you in a trance. And I think that's yeah. something that uh, I could really get into because a lot of times we listen to music just in the background, you know, while we're doing stuff. And a lot of people these days they listen to the music. Or they listen to music when they're on their way to work or to school or whatever, wherever they're going to the grocery store to to buy uh, Snickers bars or something. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, they like listen to music in the background. But Pink Floyd, you know, you can't just put that on in the background. You're you have to be in a room, in a quiet room, and good speakers, and uh, really enjoy yourself. Now, did you? You, know, you said like that you originally started with violin. Was that instrument yes. one that you're? Uh, that your dad was like encouraging you to play, um, was he then also encouraging when the guitar came along, or did was there any pushback? Uh, was he just glad that you were still doing uh, music? <laughs> he was he was uh, definitely in favor of me playing uh, uh, the violin, and uh, uh, that's really how it started. Was he, he actually wanted to teach my brother to play the violin, and uh, my brother, who is two years older than me, he he picked it up and he was. Uh, my father was trying to teach him how to play it just in like an ambulance sound, which is really just a finger up and down. It's like, <laughs> you know, like that. And uh, my brother was kind of like trying to figure it out. And I'm just watching this. I'm just playing my air violin as a five-year-old. I'm thinking, you know, I can do that. And I said, can I try it? And uh, I picked it up. And I just right away, just. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, and so, so the first thing is, is, is what happened is that my father realized that I should be the one playing violin. And because my mother was a piano, a, a, a piano teacher, uh, she played beautiful piano. It made sense to have my brother play the piano. And of course, he, he started playing the piano and he immediately knew how to play it. So it was just for some reason, 
I I had I was a natural on the violin and my brother was a natural on the piano. It was just we just had to figure that out because yeah. I, I I've always struggled on the piano. So for some reason my brother can do it perfectly. He has no no issue with it. Huh. Uh, and and then I just I had no issue with the violin. It was just uh, it was, that's just how it started. And we were very young, so uh, uh, we didn't really know what it was all about. You know, we had no I no uh, no real uh, ambitions about being professional musicians or anything. We just uh, we were just playing it. It was, it was new to us, like because all all the other kids they were playing soccer or, or something like that. You know, they're all uh, into <laughs> sports, and uh, we were like, "No, I'm taking violin lessons." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now like, so okay. What, what did your dad think of the guitar when that came along? Okay, so um, uh, the, the real story behind that is that my brother wanted to play the guitar. Maybe I don't know. I was maybe a few years after, after this happened. And my father said, okay, like, uh, let's get you a guitar. So we got him a, an acoustic guitar. I think it's, it's like a three quarter size. It's like a junior guitar, like it's a little mm -hmm. bit smaller. So it's yeah, easier yeah, for yeah. a kid to play it. And uh, I said, I want a guitar too. And he's like, no. <laughs> like, oh, okay, uh, that's odd. But uh, so, so I would, uh, when I, at first I, I picked up the guitar, like which was my brother's and uh, I just, uh, I just played it and I was like, eh, maybe it's not for me. But then I would say maybe two years later when I was about 10 or 11, uh, I picked it up again and I just, I fell in love with it. I had, I, I wanna play this. So I would just every day I would borrow my brother's guitar and I would play it. And then I would say to my dad, you know, can I get one? He's like, no. And uh, eventually oh, I ended up buying my own guitar with my own money without telling him. Wow. Without uh, telling him. That's right. So it's like, Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, and, eventually uh, he's gonna notice when you start playing it, right? It's not exactly what, a quiet instrument. <laughs> no, it's well, not. It can I mean, be. he obviously when I when I showed up at the house with a guitar and an amp, I, yeah. you know, I, I had to t I had to tell. Him, but <laughs> sure, right? He wasn't very happy about it. But well, what can you say when? Well, you 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 spent your own money on it. You saved it up. Uh, it's not like I stole it or anything. Like like I you know, and I. It was it was a small amp. It's not it's not particularly loud or anything. And I never played it very loud either. So, uh, but that was just I I was so passionate about it. I I wasn't gonna let him know. Uh, uh, not you know not let me not let me do the things that I, do the thing that I wanted to do with my life. So right right. Out of curiosity, so what was that first guitar that you bought? Oh my God! I it's. Uh, and it's gonna sound weird because I love Stratocasters and I play Stratocasters now every day and I have lots of them. But this, uh, when, you, when you're um, getting your first guitar, the options are usually a very a poor quality Stratocaster copy, right. not like a real Fender, but like a, a, right. a cheap one. And they're not right. very good. So I said, I'll, I'll, I'll get anything but a, like a cheap uh, Strat copy, right? And they said, okay, we have this thing. And he goes like in the, in the back area and there's, there's like, you know, a bunch of boxes and it's like, we have this one <laughs> guitar. Do you want this? And I said, whatever it is, just, I'll take it. And it was, uh, it's, it was, it had this weird green, not even like a military green. It, it was a sparkly, ugly green color. Uh, but, uh, it was my guitar, you know? And I was like, you know, I, I, I liked it. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it did the job. It was, right. it was, it was, Probably the equivalent of like a two hundred dollar guitar, which is mm. which is very like the low 
it's not the very cheap ones that are maybe like a hundred dollars that you should never buy because they right, to, basically will cut your fingers up uh, right. because they're not done very well but uh uh it was just uh, it was like the very very at the bottom of of the of like beginner guitars but it actually it was it was fine it was good and i really enjoyed it and that's really what it was all about and that's really how i uh, developed that foundation on the on the guitar cuz before that i was just borrowing uh like my friend's guitar i would mm. like the school had a, an electric guitar and i would stay after class and and play the guitar you know uh, <laughs> which is a weird thing so it's very cool. So this first band that and, you started, what was the name of it? <laughs> uh, the first band was uh, called Svid Rock. Now Svid obviously doesn't mean anything to you because it's a Norwegian word, but okay. yes. uh, it basically means like burnt or like maybe charcoal or something. It, it, it's not a okay. very good translation, but it's kind of like something burnt. It's like burnt rock, if that makes any sense. All right. Because uh, you, nice. you can't really burn rock. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I do want to say the guitar was a Les Paul double cut, uh, just to mention that. Um, oh, nice. Uh, Is that uh, where so your love like, for Fender started then? Was it, well, at $200, it probably wasn't a real Fender, was it? No, 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 or it was wasn't. It? Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, it was made by a company. The company was, was Reno... Uh, guitar technology, and uh, I, it was it was the weirdest thing. I've, I've uh, maybe six months later, I found it in a catalog uh, for that particular store, but I've uh -huh. never seen that brand anywhere. Anywhere else? else? It's like this, this <laughs> fantasy guitar, you know? It's like where did this come from? It came from Narnia or something? It was <laughs> fate. Know. It was destiny that you would you destiny, and this guitar exactly. would meet. They went, and put they you went on this path. Took it out of a wardrobe. And, uh, right, right. They opened up the wardrobe in the magical portal. It's been here That's for cool. 200 years. <laughs> like, <what>? That's right. <laughs> you know, you never know. It's like, do you still have uh, it? I was okay. going to say, do you still, I was going to ask I the do. same question. Okay. I, I'm, I think I'm a little bit, you know, nostalgic about those things. I, I, have, to, I have to hold on to some things, right? And uh, the first electric guitar, that means something. And I do have it. But what I did with it is... I, since I bought it, I, I bought a few other guitars and I would replace the pickups on them. So I put a Gibson pickup in it. So it does actually sound a little bit better. Oh, uh, nice. And uh, I put some heavy strings on it and I can, uh, so I can tune it down. So it's, it's, it's tuned down to something very low. I think it's a, like a C sharp or maybe a oh, C. Oh, how cool. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it has a, I, I said, I'm not going to play it unless I uh, give it a purpose. So the purpose right. is that it's gotcha. tuned down and it's, it's just a uh, so it's it's, it's kind of it's actually kind of cool and uh, but uh, I I don't know if you'll ever see me on stage with it but maybe um, <laughs> that'd be cool that'd be cool if you had a song that that took took advantage of the uh, the tuning yeah that'd be very I, cool I, I, absolutely I have thought about doing that uh, I'd also kind of been looking at seven strings and things like that just to kind of expand on that oh that'd fun yeah. Very cool. Well, that's amazing, though, to hold on to something like that. I mean, it's that's kind of the the one that that started it all. I mean, you don't want to. There's yeah. things that I wish that I still had from back when I was a kid. You know what I mean? That meant so much to me yes. then. And it's like, why, oh. did I, why didn't I keep that stuff? Especially since, as well as we've talked about, like we're I'm into tons of geek things. I, I went to see Star Wars in the theater when it came out. Like I was, that's how old I am. Ah. Um, and so I had yeah, all these figures. Old. I had yes. a, a <laughs> you're older than me <laughs> by uh, 12 or not quite 12 months, but not anyway. quite 12. <laughs> but I had a Millennium Falcon. I had an ad at, you know, from Star Wars, like these things. And then, you know, now Sweet. how much those are worth. And, but the thing is, yeah, uh -huh. they would be worth a lot, but if I still had them, like, I don't think I could sell them. Like there's, no. you know what I mean? There's something about it just that you had, you know, this passion True. for it and it sticks with you for your whole life. 
Yeah. So how many how many guitars do you own now? Like just obviously you still have <laughs> this oh, first look, one. Look at that smile. He's yeah. like, hmm. <laughs> it's it's tough because you know you never think that you're gonna get to that point where you don't keep track anymore. But it does happen uh, when it comes to <laughs> something, especially when it becomes your living and you start getting uh, like I, I started getting guitars because I needed. I was looking for something specific, and and then. After a while, you find something that has a, maybe it's made out of a certain wood or something. So right. I, uh, I, I endorse Fender. So I do have a lot of Fender guitars. I think nice. I have, I want to say, th no, four Stratocasters and I have one Telecaster. So that's five right there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also have a jazz bass, which is. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, I mean, I, I play a little bit of bass. I don't consider myself a bass player, but I do. I, I like to play. But you bass. can, you can. Yeah. I, I, I can. Do you have any I can Jaguars handle, or anything? Uh, I play or it on demo. Mostly... So that's what I do. Oh, nice. What's that? Do you have any yeah. Jaguars or are you mostly a Strat guy? I, I'd i like to get one. I want to get uh, one at some point because uh, they do. I, I like the way they sound. I like the way they look. So uh, that was actually what I wanted. My fir The first Fender I ever wanted was a Jaguar. And I oh, really? Just, uh, I, I, for some reason, didn't pick that. And then I picked up a Stratocaster and I said, I think this is more, maybe more for me. It was yeah. probably because I was listening to a lot of guitar players that were playing Stratocasters. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, say. like Richie Blackmore and Ingve Malmsteen and Jimi yeah. Hendrix and Eric Clapton. You know, it just, it, the list yeah. goes on. So it, it's, it sort of made a little bit more sense for my style. But I love, I love the way they sound. I love the way they look. So I do, that, that's probably going to be one of my next guitars. <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh, am I forgetting a guitar? So I, I said the Telecasters. <laughs> I have right. a few. I have like two Gibson guitars and I have an Ibanez. Oh, nice. And uh, I have a Guild 12-string that I got for my birthday, which is a beautiful, uh, beautiful guitar. Uh, I always wanted 12-string, so that was... that was. 12-strings sound uh, amazing. They can really... Uh, there's just something about yeah. the 12-strings that... It's, uh, it's, uh, it's just amazing, because when you, when you play on a regular acoustic, it sounds, it sounds nice. It's mm -hmm. nice, but when you play a 12-string, it's just it's like, whoa. Oh, it's crazy, right? It's just so different. Yeah. The, the, just the, it's very, the it's very different. Yeah, and and uh, I never really thought about it so much until I started playing them myself. Mm. And uh, like on this album, the Firestorm album, we used we used a lot of twelve string. We had we had this this twelve string from nineteen seventy seven, which was it just oh, sounded wow. great. It's got that super tramp sound. I mean, and this particular nice. guitar had been used by by Weezer and James Addiction and and uh, a lot of uh, I think it was a. Neil Diamond, I think I'd use it too. So it's like, wow. it's like really cool. Like a lot of rock and roll history in just one guitar, which I think yeah. is cool. Yeah, how cool is that? Um, <laughs> so, so it was, it, yeah, it was awesome. But now I, all I remember was that the, the neck was so thick. Oh, and yeah. My hand was like, ugh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, uh, no so, bar so this, this cords. This neck no is a little cords. bit thinner. So I, I, this one is super comfortable. I love, I love playing it. I mean, yeah. it, it's, been, it's been a joy. Now you said, Very cool. you said you you dabble a little bit on the bass. What other instruments do you play? Obviously violin at Ooh. one point, and you a little yes. bit of piano, or you you can play the piano, right? Because you you do. I, yes, I I mean I I play I play it in in a in a horrible disgusting way, <laughs> but uh, I I make it work. I uh, I when I make demos, I've been making demos now for the next album, and uh, I play all the keyboards. Oh, cool. Okay. And basically, what, what what happens is that I I rec I learn it and I record it and I'll I'll fix the little errors and and so on. But uh, if I had to play it on stage, I would have tomatoes all over my face. Uh, it would just uh, it would be a, it would not not be a good good sight. Yeah. 
but uh, I, I do like festivals. to play. And I, I, I've played drums. I know drums uh, well enough, mostly because I like to write the drum parts mm. uh, when I'm making demos. And uh, it's kind of inconvenient to record drums at home because, you know, there's well, people. They're loud, right? <laughs> there's, there's people inside and outside and uh, above and below. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, it's not that crazy. But uh, I like to keep things relatively quiet. It's, it's, it's enough that I have to have a, a, a loud guitar amp on when I'm recording. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm trying to be uh, a little bit uh, 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 considerate about uh, my neighbors. Yeah. But uh, I do play drums. I like to play drums on at least one song or one album at some point. That's that's one of my goals is to play all the instruments on on one album. Just to very be like, nice. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I, w I would love to do. That. I like Paul McCartney does that uh, sure. or has done it. At he least, does. Uh, on, Prince on did that a lot too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's it, why I wondered a, if, if that's you, one of my goals. <laughs> if you if you did that, but it sounds like just for like the demo when you're just kind of pitching the songs, you'll do it that way. Yeah. But when you're actually recording the album, you'll bring in uh, folks to do that. Do you have like a regular band that you that you tool around with? Yes, or tell us I about do, these guys. and that and that's uh, that's kind of why I I want to let them play because uh, I want to, you know because we're touring together and uh, that's so it makes sense for them to play on the album and. Uh, uh, we, we found like uh, the the drummer is Alejandro Mercado, who's he's uh, from Chicago, plays great drums. Uh, he's kind of like the the drummer that I've wrote the music for without know, knowing who he was, if that makes sense. Like he, he does all the oh that's cool all the all the all the fancy stuff and all the he's got a good uh, good feel. And uh, we got Michael D Dwyer on bass, who actually was teaching at MI in uh, Hollywood. Uh, if you're familiar with the, the Musicians Institute. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like the rock and roll place for uh, musicians because yeah. that's, uh, I mean, uh, like for example, my drummer, uh, he actually was there as a student and his teacher was Alice Cooper's drummer. It's oh like, my what? wow. And, you know, like that's really cool. You know? That and, is uh, very cool. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. So, so uh, and they have all, they have everybody's, like every famous rock musician, they've been there doing some kind of master class or something. So it's a great place to be. So, so my, my bass player I was, was teaching there for a while. So that's, that's uh, that, that tells you kind of where he's at. And uh, uh, we got Matt Grossman on keyboards, who's this, this really good combination of a classical piano player. Like he knows all the old, all, all the old classic uh, piano pieces. Uh, whatever composer you can think of, he, he knows all of them, which is kind of the stuff that I, I, I grew up listening to either right. because my brother was playing it or because my father was playing it. Because my father, even though he's a, a professional violin player, he also plays piano. And he, he would even play piano before a concert, which was like Just how he warm would warm up. So uh, it, it's really nice having, uh, uh, in my band, it's really nice having like guys who are really just very... Uh, uh, like they know all kinds of music. They 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 they're not just stuck with like one genre and like they they're experienced with everything. Because my music is kind of a little bit of everything. Because I like all kinds of music. So I was gonna say, it's nice to have people that understand all kinds of music too. You know. Yeah, because I've noticed that in your songs, there's a certain. I guess I kind of want to say kind of a symphonic quality to 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 a lot of your songs. Sure. Uh, and so that that must come from your your classical music background that you grew up in, and it's just kind of through osmosis or whatever you just kind of kept it. Yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, my, my father uh, a lot of times uh, he would take uh, he would take uh, my brother and I to concerts, and uh, we would see 
whole you know con uh, full concerts with the orchestra would see operas and ballets and you know anything you can imagine uh that they can put in a in a concert hall it, it was there sometimes with a rock band sometimes with you know pop and uh, and it was just uh, uh growing up with all of those sounds because a, 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 a symphony orchestra is just so full of different instruments that sound so different much, yeah. and uh, look different and it's just hearing that I, I, I just had to kind of bring that in when I started writing music which was sometimes that that's <coughs> that's a good thing and that's sometimes that's a bad thing because <laughs> trying to get the, get those ideas uh, recorded without uh, bringing in like the whole uh, LA fill uh, you know right. it's, uh, <laughs> right. it can be trying tricky. to recreate the sound without Bringing in an actual philharmonic right. without, orchestra without hiring a hundred people. Sure. <laughs> right, exactly. Now I want to quickly say because um, one of the songs on 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 your album, the the Firestorm Symphony, I love uh -huh. because it is. Oh. No, I love the fact that it's an instrumental and it feels so much like a classical piece. I mean, you did a great job of layering the sounds, and I swear, did you get the opening? Did you get the opening me melody from like Dvorak's uh, New World Symphony? Because I swear, I hear it. Oh my god! Uh, you know, I'm gonna search that because <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I'm not familiar with it, but uh, uh, I may have heard it without realizing it. That's I was gonna, say, I was gonna, say, I, I, you know, there's no no plagiarism or anything. Like that. It just it just instantly for whatever reason, as soon as I heard. The first bit of, of of that of your song, I just instantly yeah. went to like back to my high school orchestra days. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've I've played this on violin, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cool to hear the same sort of a phrase in in a totally different uh, genre of music. It, it's um it's really cool to hear. I, I just want I really appreciated it. That was really cool. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, that's a lot of times that's my one of my favorite songs on the album uh, because. I I kind of st always wrote music that was instrumental, and I always wrote music that either had violins or or horns. Like I, I just was more into that. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, Firestorm Symphony was just one that it was just. I mean, I've written a lot of songs like that. That uh, it's going to be more of that on the next album. That's very it's cool. just It's very symphonic and it's very. You're going to hear a lot of instruments, and and hopefully I'm going to have my my dad play on it, play violin. <gasps> on it. That would be. Really oh, how nice. cool! Uh, you know that's 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 the goal. <laughs> that would be amazing. that'd be amazing. Coming full oh, yeah. circle. So he's so he's he's fully accepted I, your rock star status then. So uh, he has, and uh, I, I think he he gets that it's my it's my passion and uh, it's 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 what I want to do. And uh, he's uh, I think he's he's enjoying the music too because he's uh, when he's when I was growing up he was kind of. I don't want to say anti-rock, but he was kind of—he wasn't all that big into the rock, and I get that. But then he realized that it was very something I was really into, and uh, my brother was too for a long time, even though he's more into the jazz now. Oh, okay. Um, it's uh, uh, it was just uh, like he started listening to it, and then once he started listening to it, he he could appreciate it, like you know, because there's they're completely different worlds, and yeah. uh, and that's fine. But I I think at least I appreciate both. I love classical music. I listen to it all the time. And uh, uh, I mean, of course, I've come from that background, and I, you know, grew up. I mean, I used to perform it a lot. That was like my first performances was on the violin. Was on the violin. 
Yeah, so that's that's what I grew. That's that's where I started with performing. So I didn't start with a with a guitar. I mean, I started with a with a violin in front of the school or in front of a senior folks home or something or in front. Of, <laughs> usually, a lot of parents. It was usually like okay, all the parents get together, and sometimes it's like five hundred thousand people there. You know, wow, that's, right. That's that's where you that's where you get used to uh, performing without uh, being nervous. You know, yeah. and knowing like okay, I, I've rehearsed this. It should be fine. Should be fine. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so you grow up, you fall in love with music in Norway, but eventually you made your way over here to the United States. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about that. How did you end up here and and uh, kind of how did your music career then advance once once you moved here? I, I, you know, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do this for a living. And uh, in Norway, it's, it's not always the easiest thing because the music industry is a little bit uh, it's a little bit limited. It's not that it doesn't exist. There are some famous Norwegian bands, uh, you know, Aha, you know, Take on mm -hmm. Me, like you oh, know, yeah, and that's right. uh, we at, in in Trondheim there's a band called TNT and they're uh, they're like a big 80s kind of hair metal band uh, that, that did fairly well. They had Tony Harnell on vocals who's oh, American. A, so they, they Is Motorcycle? Are they from Trondheim too? Yes. Yes, Motorcycle. Yes. I I only know that because I have a friend. I have friends who are from Norway, and so they oh, <laughs> they've mentioned Motorcycle before. <laughs> Motorcycle is actually a great band. And are they? Uh, I'm gonna have to, I'll, have to, I'll have to listen to them. <laughs> give give them a shot because they're they're uh, every time I every time I hear Motorcycle, I always think of, I always think about Motorhead uh, because yeah, of, uh, yeah you know because they both have the motor in the beginning. But uh, yeah. Motorcycle is is, uh, is a different band, but uh, it's a good it's, it's a good style. Uh, I never okay. seen them live, but uh, but uh, they're they're actually pretty successful. So it is possible for sure. Uh, don't get me wrong. But uh, I was just looking for more of an international uh, situation where I could tour the world instead of touring just Norway, because that, that tends to be the Norwegian uh, music uh, career experience. You, know, you're, oh, you play very, thirty shows in Norway. It's very con it's very self contained. Yeah. It, yeah. it is, and and it's cool because if you're if you're a celebrity in Norway, then everybody knows who you are, and uh. and uh, in Norway, and and, <laughs> uh, and you're always on you're always on TV. You're always like even if you haven't had a hit in twenty years, like they they still put you on TV because everybody knows who you are. So it's, it's a cool, it's it's the you know it's the big fish type of situation. But gotcha. um, I I just I, I was I was always kind of into the whole. Going to the United States and uh, you know be a be an American rock star type of thing. Like I just uh, you know you got to have big dreams. I think that's that's important because you never know what's going to happen. And uh, if it doesn't happen, that's okay. It's it's always worth giving it a shot. And uh, I I just uh, was reading about a lot of bands, a lot of artists, and a lot of them went to L.A. And a lot of times L.A. is what made it happen for them. So I figured you know maybe that's where I should go. And I'm from Norway, so I'm used to very cold weather. So why not go someplace where they actually have palm trees and, and you know, beaches and <laughs> nice weather yeah. all year. So, so you that's great. You weren't looking to come to Cleveland then, so that, which is where we are. Well, that was my second choice. Yeah. That was my second sure? choice. Yeah. No. If you ever, if, if you ever misses the cold, yeah, you, you just come, come here in the winter. <laughs> you know, we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame up here, though. You know what I mean? So you may have that's to true. come up here at some point. Just, I, just I, to get I, I can assure you. Right? I, oh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll play there anytime. Uh, I'd love to play there. 
But awesome. uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's like way down the line. I, I, won't, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> don't want to jinx it. You have to earn that. You have that's to really true. earn that. That's true. Um, so. Yeah, so you came So you did. You did. came over here. What, how old were you when you first came to L.A. then? Uh, so I came here when I was 21. And uh, I basically said, I'm going to go here, be here for one year. And uh, if I can't get a record deal in a year, I'm just going to go back home to Norway. Mm. And I got a record deal in 11 months. Wow. So Nicely done. Just in time. <laughs> just, just in time. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, I, I think that, like, it's nice to, you know, pursue your dreams, but you just got to, you got to set those, uh, those limitations. You got to have, like, certain, you got to have the goals and you got to have the limitations so that you don't uh, end up, uh, you know, just staying there forever and looking for, you know, breadcrumbs sure <laughs> you want the whole bread yeah give me right. the bread i'm hungry <laughs> give me that whole loaf <laughs> now the whole loaf yes <laughs> uh, but yeah so so, so uh but yeah but that's kind of how and then it's it's just uh so i got signed throughout island artist music group and that's kind of how it all came together and uh kim richards produced the album who had worked uh with pink floyd and queen so you know there were some of my oh. influences so it's really nice to have people involved that uh, have worked on things you you really uh, like you really love it's not just like oh yeah i know that but it's like oh yeah like i listened to that a hundred times you know <laughs> there's, a, there's right. a difference there yeah so there's a big difference. It, it's uh it, it's uh, uh so that's kind of got the whole thing going and it, it, it you know it, sometimes it takes a while because you got to get the band i didn't have i didn't know anybody when i came here and it's just like it was a struggle to kind of get everything going but eventually you make things happen and then you, you get the album out and then uh, all of a sudden there's a pandemic. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, the timing. <laughs> just started yeah. touring too. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Tell us about that. So, so what was the, yeah. So when the, when you, how soon, how did, how far did you get into a tour before that happened? We, uh, we opened up for Buck Cherry in the, the UK, which was really cool. Actually, those guys oh, are very nice. And, and coincidentally, uh, somebody who had, I think he had worked with uh, Buck Cherry. He said he came up to me and he thought I was the lead singer for Buck Cherry. Now this is this happened a few <laughs> years before, and all of a sudden I'm opening up for Buck Cherry. So it's like, whoa! Uh, so How that, cool that is was, that? that, that was, yeah, it was it, it was really cool. I, I had a great time, and we were basically saying, okay, we're gonna go. This was in November of 2019, and we said we're we're gonna go back to the U.S. Uh, put all the gear away and I was going to go to Norway for Christmas and I did came back here and then all of a sudden we were, we were planning on I think there's a is that a mosquito uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that uh, uh, we were going to tour the, the whole United States in the summer we had we were scheduled to be on this big tour with some big bands and we were really looking forward to it we hadn't announced it yet but we were just talking to the booking agent about it just I mean it was like a week or two before everything shut down and all of a sudden we're like but what about us? Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. oh. And uh, we weren't sure, but it was like, okay, so we're so here we are. Anyway, yeah. Are um, you still not? Are you still not touring yet? Like, are you guys planning? I, I mean, some places are opening up, some are still closed. There's, it's still obviously a very kind of a flux situation. But I was just like, what? What's right. the plan? From how do you plan for something? Uh, what, what are you it's, guys trying to do? It's it's tough to plan anything because uh, <laughs> right? we're seeing people uh, cancel shows. We're seeing people yeah. postpone shows. Uh, even now, like just last week, I saw several uh, artists postponing their shows. So 
Uh, we're kind of holding, we're waiting a little bit. Uh, I've been doing, I've been on Twitch uh, performing once a week, and uh, which is a different type of performing because normally I'm in front of an audience and now it's like I'm in front of a camera and then <laughs> right. there's people in the chat. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's all, all you get is whatever people say. Uh-huh. So they might just close the window uh, because they hated it, or they <laughs> might uh, think it was awesome, but they're watching it on their TV, so they don't want to bother writing something on their phone. Sure. Like, you don't know. And then you got a lot of people that do write things, and a lot of people do requests and so on. So that's kind of been my, uh, uh, it's been my relief. It's, it's really helped me a lot because I'm so used to performing. I've been doing it my whole life really so yeah uh not being able to do it for, for so long uh, I, I don't think i could have survived without it so it, it's a nice way to s still be able to rock and roll just in a very safe in a and, different uh, way yeah. way it's funny yeah. how many people have kind of turned to the you know the live streaming kind of thing during this and just earlier this year we had some guests on uh free daps who are um they're improv uh freestyle hip-hop artists so they um, ah. They literally will take suggestions from the audience and and make up raps like on the spot, and they're, they're incredibly nice. talented. But their their entire shtick is like engaging and interacting right, engaging. with an audience, and sure. so uh, they also took their show to Twitch during this whole thing, and they they've been doing live shows. Nice. Uh, but now now they're back uh, getting back in front of some a few crowds here and there. But uh, yeah, Twitch now that Twitch is like okay, a regular yeah. thing. For some uh, mu music artists, it's just it uh, you got to get in front of front of an audience, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I support it completely because I think it's it's a nice way to reach out to essentially anybody. I mean, technically, there are a lot of parts of the world that are asleep when you're performing, and unfortunately for me, since I'm Norwegian, uh, it's like 4 a.m. in Norway when I when I start, so it's a little <laughs> tricky for my family to watch. Even though my brother has stopped by, who is kind of a night owl anyway, sure. and I've had some family that would that would have like set their alarm to uh, just to watch at least for that's a little sweet. bit. That's uh, sweet. So I I, I I always appreciate that. That's a very that's very <laughs> kind. But uh, since I'm in the U.S., I do get a lot of people either from the U.S. or Canada, but I get a lot of like South America. So there's this whole this combination of people that come in and uh, there's always different requests and people, I mean, I've realized, I've learned one thing that uh, everybody listens to different uh, types of music. So there's always a different band that's suggested and I try to learn things if they, if I don't know the song and, uh, and if I do know it, I try to play it so people feel like they're a part of it. It's not just uh, a controlled set list. Like if you go see Metallica, you know, like you, you can't just go play Seek and Destroy. Like you know, because right, right. they, they they have everything figured out beforehand. Right. They don't do anything. Right. It's, you've got a schedule. Yeah. It's yeah. like everything is uh, uh, everything is figured out beforehand. Uh, so it's kind of nice doing something spontaneously. Like there was one time when somebody said, "Oh, can you do Celine Dion? My heart will go on." Now. <laughs> That's not a song that you would hear from uh, a guy like me. Uh, that's something you want to hear Celine Dion doing. But right. I said, you know, I mean, I know the song, at least <laughs> I've heard it many times. So I figured, you know, I'll do it. You know, and, That's uh, awesome. So it, it's one of those things. I never would have done that if I was uh, just, just performing with my band because we always play original music. I mean, we do some covers here and there, but that's more just for the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, 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 it's just a, it's a very different thing because I'm just doing things it's more fun i'm trying to keep it casual and it's a casual tuesday rock and roll experience yeah 
So awesome. Who's the who's currently uh, touring? That it would be your dream uh, band to tour with, like to be uh, whether it's opening or just be on a on a bill with. Who's that dream band for you right now? Who's still still touring? Uh, and then you know, let's do it twofold. Who's still touring? And then of all time, like if, if if you could be at any point in time, who would it be? And maybe it's the same band. I don't know, but I'm just I think a, and it's an interesting question. I think I know um, one of those answers. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think if it was any 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 band in history, I would love to open up for Pink Floyd. I think that would mm. be a, an amazing thing. Even though I don't know how the audience would feel about it, because <laughs> it, it's like I don't know what Pink Floyd fans are are like in, when it comes to opening acts, because they're there to see Pink Floyd. Sure, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's uh, fair. But uh, I think bands that would be more compatible that are I, I think would be a good fit for me. I would say like Dream Theater. Mm. Uh, oh, nice. Malmsteen, uh, it would be uh, a Deep Purple. I don't know if Deep Purple. I don't think Deep Purple performs anymore, do they? I'm no, not even I don't sure. think they. I don't think they. I don't think they perform think, live anymore. Yeah. I, I think I looked that up a few months ago, and I think they haven't toured in uh, several years. Yeah, yeah I would, but it's I like they have a. Now. Or yeah, uh, uh, I mean, Kiss is touring. I would love to open up for Kiss. That would be an amazing thing. Wow, obviously, yeah. uh, that would just be. Uh, uh, you know, incredible just as a fan, but also I, I think that my, I mean, my music was influenced by Kiss. It's, there's definitely a symphonic element in my music that you'll never hear in Kiss, uh, sure, except right. maybe The Elder, which was their concept album with Bob Ezrin, but uh, which wasn't a, wasn't a, a fan favorite, or maybe it's a fan favorite if you're like a really dedicated fan, but it's, it's not <laughs> yeah, the it's one a, that that's a very deep cut, yeah. It's like that's the one that uh, whenever they do acoustic sets or or something like when they do the Kiss Cruise. And they say, oh, what song oh, do you right. guys want to hear? There's always somebody saying, play something from The Elder. So, <laughs> why? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they're like, we don't even remember that. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. They don't, they're like, uh, how does that go again? And they, they know right, maybe, maybe half of that's the song. Not, that's not something we have memorized. That's great. It's, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. what are you most excited about for the future then? Obviously getting back on the road as got to be part of that but uh what can we sure. expect from rocky kramer next uh i think the, the the two really important ones uh are right now that i'm working on one is i'm working on my, my next album which nice. uh, i think is going to be uh a, a really it, it's kind of like when you make your first album there you, you learn a lot and uh you, you know there, there are things that you you know okay i'm gonna work on that next time so I think that this next one is going to be something really special. So I'm looking forward to uh, to doing that. There'll be more information about that soon, but it is uh, it is a concept album. It's it's currently about 70 minutes long, so it's uh, it's a little bit longer than Firestorm. Firestorm was about 60, hmm. uh, so that's that's really cool. The other one that I'm uh, also very excited about because I'm not only a musician, but I'm also I'm an I'm an actor, and I'm I'm going to do a movie called Rockin' in Time, oh, which wow. is what? a uh, it's like a rock and roll. Uh, uh, rock and roll, a uh, time travel adventure. Uh, so, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, that sounds fantastic. That, but, uh, yeah, so rocking in time. You can check it out. There's a website and all those things. Oh, oh that's okay. It. Yeah, well, what's the web? To... Tell us what the website is. Is it just rockinintime.com. You know what? I, if, if for some reason it was available, yeah, rockinintime.com. Uh, awesome. And uh, it's rock, rocking in time on all social media. So, uh, stay tuned for uh, for updates uh, on that. Uh, we're filming it next year. 
and uh, should be out in 2023. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, it's gonna be a little while, but uh, hang in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be. A, I, I, I think cool. it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah. Well, tell uh, tell folks where they can find you as well. Your website, your social media is like. How can they find Rocky Kramer? Sure. Uh, uh, RockyKramer.com is uh, the easy one. That, that There should be a link there to everything. Uh, it's usually Rocky Kramer. So it's Rocky Kramer on Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, Twitch. Don't forget to follow Twitch. me on Twitch and watch me live. I just Tuesday followed. Night. <laughs> uh, you did. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on Facebook, it's uh, Rocky Kramer Official. So that's the awesome. only one that's a little different. Oh, and TikTok. Don't forget TikTok now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always forget TikTok. Oh, that's right. So are you, um, uh, what yeah, time I, do you go live on, uh, on Tuesdays? Did you say again? Okay. So, uh, so it's called rock and roll Tuesdays and it's uh, 7 PM Pacific. Now I think you guys are Eastern. So it's so like that's 10, 10, 10 PM. Okay, cool. So it, it would be yeah. after our show. So we, we're doing, we do a game show, <laughs> um, which I was oh, going to okay, announce cool. at the end of this, of this episode that we're coming back with the game night. For those of you who, uh, joined us on <laughs> Thursdays, it is being moved to Tuesday nights. Uh, so we'll be on Tuesday nights. Uh, so you can watch us and then uh, we and can then flip uh, over to what do to they Rocky. call it? The Twitch, the um, follow raid or whatever it is. Uh, and then raid Rocky. Yeah, we'll right. raid Rocky yeah, show yeah, uh -huh. right after. That's right. Well, we'll be done there a little bit. Before, we'll be done well before 10. <laughs> but uh, we're, <laughs> okay. we're old. You know, we want to go to bed early. And, uh, just No, I'm kidding. I go to bed at 930. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, so we're back for that. That'll give me a chance to announce that. That was awesome. Um, Sweet. But uh, Rocky. <laughs> Uh, it was so great to talk to you and so great to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to put all your links and like whatever this. in the show notes uh, when we drop this in the podcast form uh, tomorrow. Um, and uh, I can't thank you enough for being here. It was really a pleasure uh, to talk to you and hear your story. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. And for those of, of you, uh, don't forget next week we're going to be back. Uh, we have a great guest. I'm going to bring it up on the screen for those of you on the podcast. You won't be able to Wait, see this. Wait, we're doing this again? But here we go. Yeah. So next week, episode six, <laughs> Cassandra Fear from Fierce Confections. Uh, I we'll love her so here. much. And yeah, she's amazing. Uh, so she is a chocolatier and a candy maker who, who does um, really cool uh, designs and has some really cool... Um, geek centric candy so a lot of star star wars you know style and that she's just a really creative uh, individual um unfortunately we're all going to be remote so she we, she wouldn't be bringing uh samples but oh, uh, no. yeah see <laughs> we have to do the to get out there shucks. this week and get some uh some we uh, have to do the in studio stuff so she can bring the candies to us i know well, well we got to get back to that <laughs> yeah. point right that's where we need <laughs> right. to be and so until then it's streamyard for everything Mm. Um, so again, thanks Rocky for being here. Everybody, uh, make sure to join us again on Tuesday night for game night. Uh, back here on Sunday with Cassandra Fear from Fierce Confections. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all of the socials, TikTok, all the ones we mentioned. Uh, and we will see you guys uh, next time uh, for uh, World Gun Geek. The podcast is real. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you. Watch the game. <laughs> the podcast is real is a world gone geek production